if you're looking at the top political situation, business, society, people should be talking about how do we get every school to be outstanding? And if we did, imagine how things would look different. And I think that needs to be everyone's problem. Welcome to The Educators, a podcast series by Capita and Becoming X that explores how we can transform learning to help create a world where everyone can realise their potential. I'm Frankie McCamley, a journalist and broadcaster. This time, we focus sharply on education inequality. Our guest is someone who's made big steps to try to change things. I'm Brett Wigdortz. I founded a charity, Teach First, which became the largest graduate recruiter in the country. And I'm currently CEO of Tiny.co, which is a digital-focused startup helping ensure all people get a great early years education. I'm also non-executive chairman of National Citizen Service, which is trying to ensure every young person in Britain has a great rite of passage and understands their common citizenship. When you say that there's a huge swath of young people who aren't given the education they need to be successful in life, what you're doing is you're setting up an underclass that will last for generations. And you're not doing anything to allow them the ability to unleash their own excellence. Every young person has something excellent inside of them that needs to be unleashed into the world, I believe. And too much of the education they receive isn't allowing that to happen. I think it is the biggest tragedy I see when you visit some schools and you realize the school just does not have confidence in the young people in that school, does not have belief in them. That's why I started Teach First, because I think every young person, especially young people from the most challenged backgrounds who maybe don't always get that from their own parents or their own families, need outstanding teaching and outstanding leadership who believes in them, who will give them the education they need to be successful in life. I think England is one of the worst countries in the world for the disparity in education between children from wealthier backgrounds and children from less wealthy backgrounds. To me, it's one of the worst civil rights problems in England today. Until we have an education system where every child is successful, this has to be everyone's problem. This is the society we're creating. I come from a family of teachers. My brother's a teacher, my mom's a teacher, all my aunts and uncles are teachers. I think I really came into education though, just when I was doing a project, I was a management consultant, the penny dropped for me when I visited a bunch of schools in inner London and saw the children there being treated really badly. This was in uh, 2002. But I remember visiting schools where I spoke to professionals there who said to me they didn't think the children in their schools had much possibility. And then visiting other schools where these children were getting a great education and just thinking, this is so unfair. It just felt like this major unfairness in life. It just seems the very first principle that any society has to have to ensure every child gets a great education. And we lose sight of that principle all the time. I'm not sure why, except for the fact that I think so many maybe elites and so many people who can afford it send their kids to great schools and then think it's fine if a lot of children don't get the education they need. And it just seemed to me very early on that this has to be a priority of any just society to ensure every child gets a great education. I once gave a speech on what is the purpose of education, and I started by quoting from Socrates, this ancient Chinese book, the Talmud, the Jewish um, text on, on what they're looking for in education. Cicero talked about education. And what's just so interesting is all these ancient individuals were answering the same question in different societies all over the world, and they all had completely different answers. The truth is, education just depends on what society says it is, what people in that society believe it is at any given time. 
at some point, the purpose of education has to be to ensure people are successful adults. And how do you define successful adults? I think somehow you need to be able to have a job. You need to be able to feed yourself. And I think all the ancient thinkers would also agree with that. I think there's something that's really important about education, though, about understanding what it is to be an adult in that society. I think in the United Kingdom in the 21st century, that means being able to access technology, being able to communicate with people very different from yourselves, being able to change quite frequently as things change around you, being able to be a real advocate for your views in lots of different settings. I think these are some things you need to be a successful adult in 21st century Britain. So it's probably something that needs to be part of education in 21st century Britain also. Brett has a strong belief that the system should provide the same opportunities for all across the board. I mean, the education system has to do a lot, right? But it's not adequate at all for supporting young people for the future. I think it might be somewhat adequate for some young people at some points. Usually those are the young people who have great family support or are lucky enough to go to an outstanding school. But the vast majority of young people go to pretty average school. And I think one big problem is a lot of the people who make the decisions in schools hark back to their own schooling, which was a very different period, a very different time when they're making decisions for schools today. So I think this is everyone's problem. And I go back to say this is the biggest civil rights issue of our time. The fact that some young people do not get the education they need to be successful, but we know they could get that education. How can any of us be happy with society? How can any of us be happy with what's out there until that's the case? And it always just boggles my mind that this isn't the most important thing we're always talking about. As well as founding Teach First, Brett has also been non-executive chair of the National Citizen Service since 2018. The programme gives summer challenges and experiences to 16 and 17-year-olds with the express aim of broadening their horizons and introducing them to different types of people. I mean, National Citizen Service is this great initiative which is set up to be a rite of passage for every young person in Britain. If you take a step back, rites of passage is the most common thing that every culture has had all over the world for hundreds and thousands of years. 16, 17, 18-year-olds today don't have that. Their rite of passage is maybe to do GCSE, maybe to get a driver's license. Beyond that, you know, it's very difficult for them to know when they should become an adult and what it means to be treated as an adult. They need to realize when they're adults and when this is their culture, this is their um, country, and they have responsibility for it. I think there's also something around social action, social mobility, and the fact that so many young people in the country just don't know people who come from different backgrounds. There's so many bubbles, and the country has gotten so separated. And so one of the goals of NCS is to bring young people together and make them realize that they're sharing a country together with people and children and young people very different from themselves in other areas of the country. Um, I visited schools um, all over the country over the last 20 years. And one of the most common things I would hear from teachers in the schools when I'd say, what are you surprised about this school and the children in these schools? The first thing that I always say is, these children are much smarter than I expected and much more capable than I expected. They'd often say that in, in lower income schools. The second thing they'd say is, I'm so surprised that the young people in my school have never been to X. And I would say, you know, if it was in Liverpool, they've never been to the beach. If it was in Bradford, they've never been to Leeds. 
um, if it was in East London, they've never been to West London. You know, they've just never been somewhere that's only a few miles away because their whole horizons have just gotten smaller over years. And I think one of the things NCS is trying to do is, is raise the horizons of young people, broaden those horizons, help them realize there's a much bigger country out there that they're a part of. When you start giving young people responsibility, usually they rise to the challenge. And the more schools can give young people responsibility as part of this rite of passage of them becoming adults, the more that they'll be those young adults who will be successful citizens and be able to continue to succeed as the world changes over the coming decades. One of the problems is too many schools and too many communities have been given up by lots of people. You see too many schools where they believe the young people who are entering into that schools just don't have the ability to succeed in life or don't have the ability to do well educationally. But a great system or a great school can help every young person succeed to their level. And that should be a minimum we should expect of every school. We should expect it for every young person in this country. And really, I think that should be one of the top priorities for government. If they just prioritized on ensuring every young person in this country got an outstanding education, just imagine what this country could be. Imagine how much could be unleashed. First of all, I'd like to put as much power as possible in the educators, you know, and say, just like surgeons or doctors should be given great professional autonomy, so should teachers. And I do think it's a combination. We want young people to have a good basic set of knowledge, which I think is important. The skills around how to communicate really well, how to work well with others, how to succeed in a, in a fast changing environment, and the self-belief and confidence that they can succeed in this world and that they have the abilities and the um, internal fortitude to deal with all the changes that we know are gonna happen. I mean, that would be the, the future I'd want. And then what I'd say is, look, let's get the best educators out there to figure out the best way to do it. And I think there's lots of different pedagogy how you can do different things. There's lots of ways you can set up curriculum. I don't think there's one way that works necessarily better than another. But what you want to do is put the educators and the professionals in the driving seat and tell them, get us to this goal and make sure no child's left behind. So what can educators do well to inspire and engage young people? Um, what I'm going to say is I've just seen so many great educators. And stylistically, great educators are so different. I've seen really loud, big personalities. I've seen very quiet, you know, almost small individuals who kind of hold a class in the palm of their hand. Like stylistically, I don't think there's one way to be a great educator. I think a great educator is a great leader. If you define leadership by getting people to the place they need to get to when they themselves don't think they can get there, that is great leadership. And that's what a great teacher does. That belief, not giving up, that focus on every child, every young person in front of them, and just that consistency, that persistence, that they're not going to allow any child to fail, basically. And they're going to push everyone there to do the best they can. And when you see a great teacher do that, it's just powerful. It's just beautiful to watch that happen. I hope every leader of schools walk into school every day just thinking, I have an amazing job. I have the ability to make real change happen. Very few people in their lives have the ability to do what I'm doing today. And I hope they get really excited about that. Thank you so much to Brett Wigdortz for sharing his thoughts on education and his passion for trying to cut out inequality. To learn more about the work Capita and Becoming X are doing together, please check out capita.com forward slash becomingx.